Well, welcome back. Uh, it's a new year. It's a new week. The first week, really, of 2022. Uh, the Senate is back. Uh, before we turn to what I've been calling the potterizing of America, that is the consolidation of wealth and power in the hands of a few at the top, a la Mr. Pot, Mr. Potter of It's a Wonderful Life, uh, we need to deal with one of the consequences of the potterizing of America that will be front and center this week. Accountability for Trump's ongoing attempted coup and the January 6th attack on the Capitol. Thursday is going to mark the first anniversary of that attack. Last Wednesday, uh, I discussed with you four truths underlying the attack. Number one, uh, Trump incited it. Number two, it culminated two months of his attempted coup. Number three, his attempted coup continues to this day. And number four, he and his accomplices must be held accountable. And we also have to respond to the reasons why so many Americans continue to support him and his big lie. As Congress returns and the anniversary of the attack comes into view, the necessity for accountability presents itself really in two forms. The first is voting rights. Uh, the Senate reconvenes today. Voting rights is the most important issue before it, considering that Republican-dominated states have used Trump's big lie to justify a raft of measures to restrict voting and give their legislatures greater control over the entire administration of elections. More of these sorts of measures are on the way in these states. The Freedom to Vote Act and the John Lewis Voting Rights Enhancement Act, both now before the Senate, are absolutely critical to protecting American democracy from these and other incursions. But because no Senate Republican supports these bills, they can be passed only if Senate Democrats change the filibuster rule. One way, which even Joe Manchin seems receptive to, would be to carve out an exception for voting rights bills so they can be enacted by a simple majority. Let me just be absolutely clear about this. Changing the filibuster is the first step to protecting voter, voting rights and our democracy. Senate Democrats must take this step right away. The other form of accountability is criminal responsibility for the attempted coup and the attack on the Capitol. Now, the Justice Department has already charged more than 700 people with participating in the attack. Although no case has yet gone to trial, many of the defendants have pleaded guilty and received sentences from probation to 41 months in prison. Yet, so far, no political figure has been charged, including, obviously, Trump himself. Now, to be sure, the Watergate scandal did not result in significant prosecutions and convictions for two years after the Watergate break-in. Uh, break but if Republicans gain a majority in the House next November, you can bet they will close down the House's a January 6th committee that is now investigating the attack. So timing is of the essence. At a mid-December hearing of that committee, Republican Congresswoman Liz Cheney, its vice chair, focused squarely on Trump's potential crimes. 
referring to Mark Meadows, Trump's last chief of staff, she said, quote, Mr. Meadows' own testimony will bear on another key question before this committee. Did Donald Trump, through action or inaction, corruptly seek to obstruct or impede Congress's official proceeding to count electoral votes? And she then went on to quote the relevant criminal statute that outlaws obstructing the official proceedings, like the joint session of Congress, uh, where the Electoral College votes are received and counted to determine the nation's next president. After Meadows, Mark Meadows, failed to appear before the committee, Congress voted to hold him in contempt and then referred him to the Justice Department for prosecution. As of today, the grand jury impaneled by the Department of Justice still has not indicted Meadows. Uh, now, this is exactly the same crime uh, that Trump advisor Steve Bannon was indicted for. So let's hope and expect that the grand jury will act. Uh, another person, former Assistant Attorney General Jeffrey Clark, is someone whose testimony could lead directly to Trump. You might recall that when Trump, uh, top Justice Department officials told Trump that no widespread fraud contributed to President Joe Biden's win, Trump reportedly responded, quote, just say that the election was corrupt and leave the rest to me and his allies in Congress. Clark apparently took Trump up on his request, drafting a letter giving Georgia elections officials a roadmap to overturn the election results there. When Clark appeared before the House committee about this, he refused to answer questions. And since then, he has missed several appearances, uh, allegedly because of unspecified health issues. Which takes us to Republican Congressman Scott Perry, who reportedly assisted Trump in trying to install Clark as Attorney General. Perry and Meadows seem to have communicated via encrypted apps presumably to hide what they were talking about. Perry has refused the committee's request for documents and testimony concerning the run-up to the election, uh, the attack on the Capitol, asserting that the committee is an illegitimate entity. I mean, that's absurd, right? Multiple trial and appellate courts have ruled that the committee is doing precisely what it is authorized to do. When the January 6th committee recently announced it was seeking testimony from Republican Congressman Jim Jordan about his conversations with Trump on the day of the Capitol attack, Jordan also refused, alleging that the committee altered punctuation in a text message Jordan had sent to Meadows urging former Vice President Mike Pence to disregard electoral college votes Pence deemed unconstitutional. I mean, this is rubbish as well. An allegation of altered punctuation is not a defense against a congressional subpoena. All of this puts responsibility for enforcing these subpoenas into the hands of Attorney General Merrick Garland, uh, and also the grand jury and the federal courts. Now, it would be good to know what Garland is up to. I mean, I don't know. Is he simply being extra careful in putting together a case against Trump, possibly? Is he waiting until the House committee makes its report? That could be. Uh, what I fear is that he's putting a break on all of this so as not to further inflame Trump supporters. I think that would be a mistake. Trump, meanwhile, has asked the Supreme Court to halt release of his White House records to the House Select Committee. But look, at the, the House committee will forge on. Liz Cheney 
is the key. The first anniversary of the attack on the Capitol will not be the occasion it should be, a day when the nation comes together to repudiate Trump and his co-conspirators, whose treacherous acts led to it. That's because Trump has divided America with his big lie. A new ABC Ipsos poll shows 65% of Americans believe Joe Biden's 2020 victory was legitimate, uh, but among Republicans, 71% now believe Trump's false claims that he is the rightful winner. The division in America over Trump's attempted coup and the attack has no match in our nation's history since the Civil War. Friends, if we do not strengthen voting rights, and if Trump and his accomplices are not held criminally accountable, we are inviting another attempted coup. And next time, it could succeed.